This is Save the Nation with Eric Kelly. I'm not going to give you a question. You are fake news. It's now clear that so-called fake news can have real-world consequences. This isn't about politics or partisanship. Lives are at risk. I think that he is frustrated like I am and like so many others to see stories come out that are patently false, to see narratives that are wrong, to see quote-unquote fake news. When you see stories uh, get perpetrated that are absolutely false, that are not based in fact, that is troubling. Fake news, alternative facts, misinformation, these are terms you've heard before. It can be found everywhere. Newspapers, online blogs, social media networks, even the major television news networks. I'm Eric Kelly. This is Save the Nation. Thanks for joining us. See, fake news is a popular talking point for, obviously, the president, Donald Trump, and really any politician who disagrees with the way a news outlet is covering them. we got a great show lined up. In just a few minutes, Larry Atkins, he's the author of Skewed, A Critical Thinker's Guide to Media Bias, will be stopping by. He's a journalist who has spent his entire career studying and teaching media bias, and we're going to break down how and why the news media has evolved into the partisan mouthpieces they've become. And a little bit later in the show, Julie Masterini from the website allsides.com will be stopping by. We're going to chat about her latest USA Today article on social media bubbles and how that affects us and our worldview. Really interesting stuff, so be sure to stick around for that. And make sure you get in on the conversation. Let us know what you think. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Eric Kelly STN. That's Eric Kelly STN or EricKelly.org. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting platform. News today, it's no longer just about presenting the viewers, listeners, readers with, frankly, the news. Long gone are the days where a cranky old man would come up on TV for an hour, read the headlines of the day and sign off. No longer are those iconic reporters telling you this happened, that happened, here's what you should know. No, they're putting their own spin into the story. Emotion, opinion, bias. This quote-unquote news has become what I like to call infotainment. It's entertainment dressed up as legitimate news, legitimate information, and it works. It sucks you in. See, you've got to realize what is the goal of a television network? What are they after? Viewers, viewership. What's the goal of a newspaper? Readership, subscribers to sell newspapers. What about radio news or talk show? They need listeners. They all need the eyes and ears of the American consumer because those eyes and ears, they tune in, the networks make money from advertisers, and the more eyes and ears they have, the more revenue they can make. We all know this is how it works. This isn't something you're just now learning. And as much as we love a feel-good story... We really love a scandal. If networks only reported on puppies getting adopted or a new community park being built, we'd get bored pretty easy and soon move on to watch or listen to something else. Plus, we know the world isn't all puppies, parks, sunshine, and rainbows. And the television networks and news outlets know this. They know we love conflict, scandal, drama. If not, we wouldn't like things like soap operas, reality television, action movies courtroom television. This perfect harmony sounds nice, but in reality, we as humans would find that very boring. So exactly how do the news media outlets use this to leverage readers and viewers and listeners? With a scoop. 
Breaking news. The big story. Think about that. How many times while you're watching CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, do they say breaking news? It's almost every time they come back from a commercial break. Or what about an article with a catchy headline that implies a big, juicy story? It gets you to watch. It gets you to click. It gets you to share that article on social media. We, as intelligent human beings, we want to be informed. The saying is, ignorance is bliss, but I would venture to say that most of us don't want to be called ignorant. We want to know. We're nosy. We want to learn things. We want to be informed about what's going on in the world around us. So where do we turn for that information? Can we trust the people that are giving it to us? Coming up, author Larry Atkins, he's going to join us to discuss these major news sources and how and why they report the things they do. Stick around for that. And like I said, get in on the conversation. We're on Facebook, Twitter, at Eric Kelly STN, And we'll be right back. Joining me now, journalist, lawyer, professor, and author of the book, Skewed, A Critical Thinker's Guide to Media Bias, Larry Atkins. Glad to have you on the show. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me. Larry, the major news networks like Fox News, MSNBC, they're not exactly subtle when it comes to showing their partiality. CNN, a little more so, but it's rather clear that here in the United States, our television news networks clearly have a bias. They lean a little to the left, a little to the right. How did we get here? <laughs> um... I mean, I would say that the big change in media came in the late 1980s with uh, conservative talk radio, and then in the mid-1990s with Fox News, and then in response, when the Iraq war broke out, MSNBC became, like, I guess the MSNBC became the main liberal voice. Um, CNN has evolved over the years. Uh, They were fairly straightforward. Uh, During the Trump administration, they've taken a turn. But I would say that the major um, news networks, for the most part, at least when they're delivering their news, are fairly straightforward. You mentioned conservative talk radio. Why is it that conservative talk radio has been much more successful and progressive talk radio really just hasn't taken off? Yeah, um, I mean, progressive talk radio tried with Air America and they went bankrupt. I think that um, for least years, and conservatives still feel this way. I mean, I'm liberal, but I'm, I know I've heard this, that conservatives just feel that the mainstream media is too liberal and doesn't represent their viewpoints. And so conservative talk radio, as well as Fox News, became a place where, um, you know, they, pre- they presented the news in a way that, and opinions that, appealed more towards conservatives, and conservatives didn't think that they were getting that viewpoint from the mainstream media. Yeah, and and many Americans, they simply can't or don't want to see the difference between what is opinion and what's true non-biased journalism. So in this day and age, is it still the journalist's place to stay neutral, or is it acceptable for a reporter to put their personal spin into a story? I think it depends on the news outlet. I would say that, you know, if we're talking about major news networks like NBC, ABC, CBS, uh, major newspaper reporters, um, there's no such thing as perfect objectivity, but I think they should at least strive towards objectivity, neutrality, 
and, you know, present the different sides. I think for the most part, when you watch the network nightly news, I think that they really do try to do that. So after the State of the Union, they will have a Republican senator and interview them and get their viewpoint on it. Then they'll interview a Democratic senator afterwards and get their viewpoint on it. And, uh, you know, so I think there are news outlets that do try to be relatively uh, neutral. Now, again, every reporter is going to come with their own individual bias. Um, but I think some do it better than others. And I would recommend, by the way, there's a really good website called allsides.com, mm -hmm. in which you can type, go into Google and type in a news outlet and type in the news outlet and then type in all sides. And that will give you the bias of that publication. And all sides also has a chart, which um, kind of gives the, um, I guess, the political orientation of various uh, news outlets. And it, it shows that it's a continuum of bias. Some are clearly far left, some are clearly far right. Others are more, you know, lean left, you know, left center, left center, or right center, and others they view as center. So I don't think you can lip, uh, lump all media outlets in, you know, together. And to that point, should our major news sources be slanted one way or another? I mean, as a country, we are divided politically, so does partisan news provide a service or, or a disservice? I mean, there's pros and, there's pros and cons to it. Um, and, you know, I talk about this in my book. I mean, advocacy journalism uh, can, like, validate your viewpoints and give you talking points when you're talking with relatives at Thanksgiving dinner when you disagree with them. Um, and, uh, you, know, you know, there are there is a place, I think, for a Fox News or an MSNBC. Um, but... You know, just the the viewer has to be aware that those news outlets are very opinion driven and they're not giving you all of the context and you're not getting the full picture and the full story and that you really need to get out of your news bubble um, to go elsewhere to get the full picture of an issue. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of information shared, particularly on social media networks, the stories that are complete fabrications or highly inaccurate, which brings me to my next question, fake news. Is that as prevalent as Donald Trump makes it seem, or is it just an excuse to dismiss coverage of him and his administration that he doesn't like? Yeah, I think there's different interpretations of fake news. The fake news interpretation for President Trump, I think, is basically articles and media that don't that he doesn't like the story about him and portrays him in a negative light. Uh, and even if it's factual, he still portrays it as fake news. So there's that type of fake news. Um, what I would call, quote unquote, real fake news is what you saw with uh, the attempts to influence the 2016 election with Russian bots and misinformation, uh, either organizations that have an agenda or in some cases, uh, people who are just trying to make money with like clickbait, trying to send out negative stories about the other side or provocative, controversial types of articles that don't have any truth to it, but they're trying to make money from it. So there's, you know, fake news kind of depends on, you know, your definition. We were talking about uh, some of the more reliable news sources, particularly print news, such as the Associated Press, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and they do a pretty good job of being neutral in their coverage. So why is it, do you think, that there's not a 24-hour television news network that does that? 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, and it goes to ratings. I mean, Fox News has tremendous ratings. And again, it appeals to an audience that is looking for, you know, a conservative viewpoint. Right now, they're looking for a pro-Trump viewpoint. Uh, MSNBC and CNN kind of split the liberal uh, views, but their ratings are still okay. And that kind of satisfies a need for liberals to get their, um, you know, viewpoints validated. So there's definitely an audience for it. And that's what, you know, that's what drives it. And same thing for websites as well. I mean, Huffington Post, very popular liberal website, Slate, uh, very popular liberal website. Um, and then there's very popular uh, conservative websites. And they, you know, they know that there's an audience for that. Before I let you go, uh, what is it we can do as readers, viewers, listeners to try and get what I'll refer to as clean news? Where do we look and who can we trust? Um, Well, you mentioned a few, uh, Associated Press and uh, Wall Street Journal, USA Today. I think The Hill does a good job of uh, having both sides' opinions, uh, all sides. Um, In addition to their bias charts, they also give uh, varying opinions from the left and from the right. Um, What I would say is, like, be a news gatherer as far as, you know, getting the news from major news outlets like New York Times, Washington Post, watching the nightly news, watching your local news um, to just get information. But then, let's say if you're liberal, um, you know, watch MSNBC and CNN to confirm your values, but also get out of your echo chamber and watch, as painful as it might be, watch Sean Hannity on Fox News and listen to conservative um, talk radio just to expose yourself to other ideas. The same thing if you're conservative, obviously get your, you know, viewpoints confirmed on Fox News and conservative radio, but also reach out and do, you know, watch uh, some MSNBC and CNN just to get the full, you know, picture. Our guest is Larry Atkins, author of the book Skewed, A Critical Thinker's Guide to Media Bias. Be sure to check it out. Available now on Amazon and follow Larry on Twitter at Larry Atkins 4. That's Larry Atkins, the number four. Larry, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Eric. Stick around because when we get back, Julie Masterini from that website, allsites.com, is going to join us to chat about those news sources, left, right, center, and what we should be watching and reading. Allsites.com makes that a little easier to decide. More when we get back. Welcome back. This is Save the Nation. I'm Eric Kelly, and we are talking about media bias, how that affects us and our own personal views and opinions about what's going on in this nation. We know that the networks are playing into our emotions to get us to watch, listen, click, and read. But what about when you only read or watch the news and opinions you agree with? You're surrounding yourself with affirmative information, just reconfirms your point of view. Joining me now, Julie Masterini, writer, editor, and director of marketing at allsides.com. Allsides.com is a website that exposes media bias and rates news sources accordingly. She's been published in The Washington Examiner, Forbes, The Hill, and most recently in USA Today, analyzing how Americans are fed partisan news on social media and how that affects us. Julie, great to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. So, Julie, we as humans have opinions on certain political and social issues. We have feelings about these issues. We often associate ourselves with like-minded individuals. Uh, Your recent article in USA Today talks about the social media filter bubbles. What exactly are you referring to? 
Yeah, so a filter bubble is something that occurs when someone is only exposed to news and information that confirms their existing beliefs or they solely interact with like-minded peers. Um, so this actually creates a really polarized political environment. Um, basically, social media platforms and search engines, they use advanced algorithms to provide us with information that um, either our friends like or that aligns with our preferences. They want you to click on things, they want you to watch things, they want to show you content that you like. This makes sense to some degree, but it also creates the filter bubble effect, which can be pretty dangerous um, because it shuts out alternative viewpoints, alternative information that might challenge our worldview. Um, and this is really what creates the hyperpolarization that we're seeing um, in a lot of developed nations. And so what All Sides does is it seeks to expose these filter bubbles and get people out of them. How do you think social media and even the news sources we choose to watch and read affect how we view current events and, and how can we remove ourselves from our bubble and, and try to really get a well-rounded factual view of a particular issue? Yeah, so I mean, the way that filter bubbles kind of work is they really feed, uh, they keep us entrapped in confirmation bias, which is a well-known psychological phenomenon where um, we're only, we only consider information that confirms our existing worldview. And um, so social media and search engines are just really good at keeping us inside a bubble. Um, even the stuff that we click on and, and look at and are interested in, we just tend to gravitate towards stuff that confirms what we already think about the world. Um, so yeah, this can be really dangerous um, because we then are unable to think in a nuanced way. Um, things are not black and white. Often we're wrong about things. Um, sometimes new information would maybe challenge our deeply held beliefs. Um, so really what All Sides does is we try to get people out of filter bubbles by, first of all, providing media bias ratings. So we rate the bias of media outlets. We let you know if they're on the left, center, or right. And um, then we provide a balanced news feed. So we actually have news from the left, center, and right side by side on the same page so that you can compare coverage across the spectrum. We find that whenever people are willing to, first of all, look at content that you know they might not be inclined to want to read, um, but also when they compare it against other sources, bias is sort of revealed that way. You can see what one side is maybe refusing to cover or maybe they're kind of framing it or spinning it in a certain way to suit a policy agenda. Um, we really find that being able to read content across the spectrum and know which side of the political spectrum it's coming from can help to get people out of their bubbles and thinking in a more nuanced way and really thinking for themselves and not being manipulated. I know in your most recent article, you talked about the types of news that you yourself used to consume and the effect that it was having on you personally. Do you think that consuming news from just sources that you agree with can or, or does lead to radicalism? I do, yeah, um, because that did happen to me um, whenever I write about this in my piece. Whenever I was in college, I was um, upset about student debt and I found myself reading a lot of really far left content. Um, I was definitely in a bubble of just reading people who had certain solutions, what they thought were certain solutions to problems that I saw in the world. 
And I became pretty radical in my beliefs and my views. And I was angry a lot and um, would get mad at people that would, you know, try to talk to me with a different perspective. And then I started to realize that I was only reading things that confirmed my beliefs. And there was just this little voice in my head that was like, well, maybe you're wrong. Like, what do other people have to say about this? Maybe there's something you haven't explored. And the thing is, is I had to consciously have that thought and then go seeking alternative views and alternative information. Um, Google wasn't going to do that for me. Facebook wasn't going to do that for me. I had to actually consciously go out and seek different information. And so all sides sort of acts as an alternative to relying on you know, bias search engines and bias social media feeds. We try to do some of that work for you and make it easier for you to get out of your bubble. Our guest, Julie Mastrini, writer, editor, and director of marketing at AllSides.com. Be sure to check him out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AllSidesNow. And check him out online, AllSides.com. Julie, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. We'll be right back. problem. Do we want our information slanted? Maybe you say, I know they're slanted, but they're right. I agree with them. Do we need journalists and political commentators to tell us how to read into the news or how to feel about certain topics? Or should we just aim to consume non-biased news? I'm going to share that news bias rating graphic that's from all sides on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram of where the certain networks and news sources fall on the bias scale. Take a look at those graphics. Look at where you get the majority of your news from. Are you skewing a little more to the left, more to the right? Are you right down the middle? Or are you an equal opportunity news consumer? You're reading it all. This week, I challenge you to self-review your social media, the news apps on your phone, the networks that you're watching. Are you trapping yourself in a bubble? Or are you truly trying to see issues from all sides? That's my challenge to you this week. Be sure to subscribe and follow us at Eric Kelly STN on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and join me next Wednesday for more Save the Nation. Save the Nation.